You're listening to the Changing Lives Podcast, where we talk with health professionals, industry experts, and everyday heroes, changing lives on the front lines through emergency healthcare. I'm Ben Cleaver. And I'm Tim Buxton. All right, well, we are back for part two of our interview with Luke and Sibylla Ingerson. And uh, if you haven't already, listen to part one, do yourself a favor and stop right now and go back and listen to that episode. Uh, it'll be well worth your time. Yeah, in this part, Tim, we go into marriage world, what it's like, the dynamic uh, with two first response emergency care uh, people in the same household, um, mm. some of the pros of that and some of the cons as well. Yeah, and as we get towards the end of the podcast today, you are going to hear some pretty impactful stories as they share about some raw um, and very challenging moments that they've had on the job. Um, ben, I don't know about you, but um, it was pretty heavy at some points. Yeah, and a career that spans for Luke 24 years yeah. and even six years as a fiery, um, there'd be numerous uh, situations that maybe you know that could be impactful, but they go into some specifics, some things that really stand out to them and significant to them. And um, it was just good to hear um, a moment in their lives and their role and what they do and, and what it must be like. So for me, uh, I think you got to really enjoy this second part. Yeah. So let's get right into it. And that's so shift work. Oh no, there's a right. bunch of. Know, police, ambulance, fireys, nurses, especially yeah. all these services. We need people to work at night. You, you've got to give respect to the people that are doing it because they're missing out on family dinners. They're missing out yeah. on night sporting games and, and events because we need them to work. Okay. I think it's pretty cool that they're doing it. You got to you got to be on when we're off, pretty much, and yeah. that's what it's even like for you, right? The people at the beach, they're chilling, and they're there. It's the weekend. Some holidays it's where fun. it's down yeah. tools, and everyone's having a ball. It's a perfect day. Yeah, there might be two of us in a vehicle, absolutely scanning hundreds yeah. of people. Someone walks past and goes, "Geez, you got it easy, mate." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like I'm scared that someone's going to drown right here. It's like I'm too scared to blink because there's so much yeah, to watch. It's... And to the person, the untrained yeah. eye, you're just like, "Man, you got it easy." Yeah. Man, you got no idea. So speaking of being both kind of first responders, because I'm sure that's not often often the case. Usually, you know, one person. Um, in in a relationship might have that role and um so let's dig into that a bit like what are the what would you say obviously that we benefit when Mm. we when you have a couple like you on uh, and we're on holiday having you guys around but what are the what are the pros and cons of of it um if there are any cons um of of yeah being married of, of having to yeah. The big pro for us is being able to talk about it. So I can talk about anything, any facet of my day wow. and know that he's in the mental capacity to handle it. Um, so if I've had a really bad day, I don't feel like I'm exposing him to something that he hasn't really lived through himself. Um, I think a lot of people who don't have a partner in that role, they're really conscious of not sort of exposing them to it because they didn't sign up for that job, you did. Mm. So, um, and a lot of people are not 
you know, they're just not equipped to, to deal with those sort of scenarios. So it's really lovely that I can come home and just go and just unload mm. if I need to and vice versa. Um, so that's really good. It's also, again, like we were talking about, the physical aspect, we love training together. So, mm. you know, we can do that together. We can swim together. We can run together. We can do whatever we want to because we have similar interests and know that they benefit our job at the same time. Um, so there are a couple of pros. A couple of cons to it is um, I worry about him. Mm. I really worry about him. Um, I, you know. Sibylla went through a stage where she wouldn't visit me at work that often. But a few times she would, and I'd, I'd say, just a minute, uh, I've been watching these two people, i just got to go rescue them. And I'd just call for backup, get down, and uh, there was one time in particular there were two, uh, two ladies and they were caught in a rip and then they split, which is the worst situation because oh, no. I'm heading out by myself and you've got to pick which one. I was able to get them both and my backup came in, in the lifeguards from either side really quickly and were able to help me. But poor Sibylla was... Seeing her husband out there, potentially at risk, I knew oh, I was fine, and she was like, oh, "I don't like this." Well, so and then she went through a stage of not visiting me. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. Well, only because I'm not. A, I'm like I'm absolutely confident in his skills, and that's not a problem. It's more just things can happen. You know, patients will grab onto him or something like mm. that, and mm. um, some scenarios can't be helped. The hard part about it for me is not is standing there knowing that I can help, but it's not my job to do so either mm-hmm. so I've just got to stand there and sort of just let let it play out but um you know obviously if if I ever thought he was getting really stuck I'd run out there but mm-hmm. like he said the boys that come from the other you know the other towers and things like that they're there straight away they've got that team mentality where they all mm-hmm. really look after each other so it's really good so um but yeah it's um it's confronting to watch sometimes when it's your partner it's a bit different when it's you but when it's your partner you're mm-hmm. like you know yeah. you want to protect him um, the other con, I suppose, is is we don't see each other every day. You know, there'll be go... Like when I've got night shift, there's a few days where we don't see each other at all. Um, if I go away on deployment or things like that, I don't see him. Um, so, you know, there's... My job when I was working for the bank, I was working six hours, seven days. So I saw him even less, even though I got to see him every night. He was only ever saw me when I was tired, stressed or hungry. Um, <laughs> so at least this well, the, one of the benefits of this job is that I do get days off during the week where he, because he gets every Friday and every second Thursday off, where we actually do get to see each other, where we went before. But then at the same time, there are a few days where I don't get to see him at all. So and No week's the same because my days off might not line up with Sibylla's for a few weeks in a row and then we have a few days together mm, so right. some weeks are good um, some you don't see each other but you make the most of it when you when you can see each other mm. yeah. yeah like Thursday when we did the triathlon yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. took us three days to recover well, we might do it tomorrow as well uh, <laughs> yeah and that's I guess definitely something to consider in this space emergency help um, mm. uh, is it's not a nine to five Monday to Friday very often no. Um, and if it works for you, it works, <coughs> and you've got you can both consider each other as well, and you understand. Um, so that's somebody something that people can consider as well if they're yeah. interested in in these sort of uh, careers. Yeah. Now, Sabella, I'd really like to ask you about um, some of the what are the challenges working in the fire service? Maybe for you, what have, what's been hardest for you in your role? Oh, I don't know. Hardest for me, uh, to, to be honest, shift work's 
pretty hard. Um, so you you do two 10-hour days and then 14-hour nights. Um, so I, I do, and I I commute to and from Brisbane, so I live here on the Gold Coast, but I, live, I work in Brisbane. So it's an hour and a half each way. So that's a three-hour round trip, you know, every day. Mm. So I suppose... Those two things have been really difficult for me. But the actual role itself, um, I don't know. I, I think not enough respect's given to, she just says, oh, shift work. And you go, oh, shift work, eh? Yeah. For us who just work during daylight hours, that's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Mm. I work eight to five, sun's always up, we're always there. When we're going to bed at night, she's still waiting for a phone call at the wow. or the, the alarms to happen at the fire station. Mm. So the hours we're resting and the body's used to nighttime we're sleeping, daytime we're working and, and mm. we're she's yeah. working through those two nights that we're resting. So she does her two days, then up, straight after that she does her two night shifts, then she has her four days off. So she'll come off the first night shift, come home, rest, do go about a day, head back to Brisbane for a second night shift and they might not get any calls but they're still on standby. Right. At two o'clock in the morning, bang, you've got to go from nothing to 100% ready to go in about 20 seconds. Uniform on, driving the truck out to help save someone and you've got to respect the recovery time that, that your body needs to go from resting to working at any moment's notice and it could happen a bunch of times throughout the night um, I had to change my alarm on my on my iPhone because uh, I need an alarm to get up in the morning otherwise I'd sleep till about lunchtime <laughs> so it was kind of an alarm that's a rah, rah, rah. but the possibility that would to her send a oh shit that sounds like the alarm's at work yeah gotta go <laughs> so uh, for her any alarms first thing in the morning her auto response is right. we're going to get up and go so it's not fair to have that on her days off because rest is so important um, wow. I've got a friend who's in the he's a helicopter rescue uh, crewman and they actually do rest hours and they calculate it that if you've worked a certain amount of hours you can't work for the next certain amount of hours because your rest time must accrue so that you can be physically and mentally ready for your job and that's so shift work. I oh, know there's a right. bunch of you know, police, ambulance, fireys, nurses, especially. Yeah. All these services, we need people to work at night. You, you've got to give respect to the people that are doing it because mm. they're missing out on family dinners, they're missing out yeah. on night sporting games and, and events because. We need them to work. Right. I think it's pretty cool that they're doing it. You got to you got to be on when we're off, pretty much, and yeah. that's what it's even like for you, right? The people at the beach, they're chilling and they're there. So, it's the weekend. Some holidays it's where fun. it's down yeah. tools and everyone's having a ball. It's a perfect day. Yeah, there might be two of us in a vehicle, absolutely scanning hundreds yeah. of people. Someone walks past and goes, "Geez, you got it easy, mate." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like I'm scared that someone's going to dr- drown right here. It's like, I'm too scared to blink because there's so much wow, to watch. And to the person, the untrained yeah. eye, you're just like, "Man, you got it easy." You're like, Man, you got no idea. <laughs> it's more than what happens in in the water, more eh? Than what yeah. You can see, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. this probably shows my ignorance, and and I'm loved that you've in in this sense dispelled, you know this this myth but you know for me thinking 
you know, a female in the in the in the in the fire service. I'm sure that's got to be difficult and challenging. Mm. But as you've talked and as you shared, like the importance of the soft skills, mm. um, the importance of of your of your dedication to the physical fitness and 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 even as 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 you see that there's a place for even this this petite kind of girl that can kind of go into a, a mm. tight spot and do what they do. Um, I think it's yeah, it's 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 good to know that there's you know this is a there's so much opportunity for mm, people absolutely. like yourselves in these um, critical roles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's um, it's I'm very very passionate about the fact that um, as a firefighter, you've got to be diverse. You've got to come from different backgrounds because problem solving. You look at every scenario differently, and we've all had that life experience leading up to this moment mm. that makes us look at this scenario in a different way. And so for me, I'm, I'm really, um, it's, I think it's very, very important that, that we reflect the community. So the community, we're all different, we're all individuals and we all have different strengths and we need those represented in the fire service so that we can do our job well. And, um, and it's not always, you know, necessarily one type of person that's the best firefighter, I think it, mm. it's it's a whole different people array of people. The big six six big strong man. Yeah. Yeah. Lift half a car himself, but I don't think the role is is necessarily about that. Someone no. who might have extra strength in that, someone else might have better problem solving skills. Both our industries are predominantly male dominated just because of, of where we've come yeah. from yeah. years right. ago. But they don't need to be. No. A lifeguard doesn't have to be a, a brown-skinned man who loves surfing and doing that. We've got mm. some great female lifeguards and they do a great job as the, as the female firefighters. Mm. It's tough, I think, for Sibylla to, to move into a male-dominated role because some of these guys have been in the job for mm. 20, 30, 40 years and they're used to just being the blokes mm. and now there's a female there. And because she's married to me, she's heard all the jokes before and she, <laughs> she knows what's what. But you still do have to have to change and it's hard for everyone to be expected to just change their mentality if, mm. if they've been dealing with something for 30 years but that's what we have to work on because all these industries are, are equal to to men and women that mm. it's fair for both of them to work in it absolutely and it's also just even just little things like even just having someone from a different culture like with language barriers and things like mm. that like if a, in an emergency situation you want information fast you yep. know and it's not you know so someone who speaks another language or something like that they can be really strong skills that you know we really really want um so yeah it's sort of like i say that diverse and it's not necessarily just that one mold fits every incident it's a, it's a whole bunch of people mm. that all come together and I suppose that's you know with with Luke and during the summer months he's got two people there or three people there managing that that scene but um you know I'm very very lucky I've got four on the truck with me everywhere we go so we've got four heads that are always looking at every incident going right okay what's the best way to tackle it um so whereas Luke in the winter months for a good majority of the day it's just him it's just him mm. just going right and and with his local knowledge of being at you know where he works in Main Beach for years and years and years is a real asset to that that tower because he's he's been there for so long and can read that 
beach like the back of his mm. hand. Yeah. Um, it's the same as with the fireys I work with. A lot of them live in that community, so they know where they're going. They know how to, okay, well, we know where the hydrants are. We know where, you know, that sort of local knowledge is really, really important. Mm. And you're talking about the team. Mm. Uh, I'd imagine that's the sort of role where you have a, a strong sense of camaraderie absolutely. and community. Oh, absolutely. So we, you know, uh, I really don't think the fire service is, is not like any other job from the point of view of we go everywhere together. We do everything together. If someone needs lunch, we go out and we all get lunch together because we need to respond together so um mm. it is like another family um it's a lot of time you spend together yeah. too. <laughs> lots of time we spend together with different personalities and, and it's important mm. to have that cohesion and respect and and you know that hey this person's got my back if something goes bad in here mm-hmm. this one's got to pull me out yeah. of yeah. the burning building or something wow. so it's like you've got to get on great and you've got to respect and trust each other that's yeah. it and it's and it's 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 interesting from the point of view of you you might not have similar interests or whatever else but you know every instant you go to he's got my back or she's got my back and she, you know you can go in with that absolute respect for each other knowing that we can do this together um, and it's and it's just yeah it's it's really really interesting from what people do in their day to day lives that those four people have come together and. We're going to spend 10 hours a day, 14 hours a night together responding to emergency, high energy, you know, adrenaline pumping sort of scenarios um, and, you know, hopefully do it well. (laughs) And has there been a time when that sense of bond and camaraderie has really paid off, helped you? Yeah, I I think... um, I think most days on shift I laugh. You know, there's Mm. always something... we we say to each other before we leave for work every day is I love you, um, have fun and be safe. And we say that to each other every day because we've got that in our other wedding rings. Yes, yeah, it's in our wedding rings. We've got these wow. priority rings that we wear. Wow. Be uh, safe. Yeah. Love you. Love have you fun. and have fun. Um, That's just our thing because we know that both of us are going to a job where uh, some bad things might happen, and it's just a cute little thing to remind us we're going out to do our job, but we want to come home and be safe and. And have fun. And have fun. So we want to have fun with our team members because at the end of the day, you know, we've all got, we're all bringing in this balance of our lives and what was going on and, you know, they've got the kids and they've got all these different things that they're bringing to work and everyone says, oh, you don't bring it to work. But it's very, very hard to separate that when you're spending so much time together. So I know all their wives' names. I know all their kids. I know what's going on, you know, every facet of their life because you talk, you know, that's just a lot of the time that's how we're passing the time. And um, I think it's very important to know what's going on in someone's life from the point of view of, I, you know, if I can help them have a better day because of it, you know, like if I you know, can make a joke with them or um, get, them in the, get them in the gym and sort of work it out and all that sort of stuff. It's, um, we're very much like a family, are there for each other. So, yeah, um, yeah it's really important, I think, to have that um, in your job for me. So, Luke, 24 years on the beach, um, I can imagine there'd be, you know, a countless number of experiences sure. that, I mean, we'd all love to hear, but what, what's been some the more impactful experiences for you personally? Yeah, um, yeah so much time in the job, you're going to see a, a, a wide range of, of things. I said before, about I've been working five years and I was, I was 23 and, 
and I did recess on a 23-year-old guy from India, and 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 he drowned, and that was that was pretty upsetting. It was my first recess. Um, and you were five years into it. I was five years into it, so I'd been in the job for a while, and I hadn't done a recess yet. But if you're in a job for a while, like a paramedic or a fire or a lifeguard, there's a chance that you're gonna you're gonna deal with that. And then uh, a few years ago, I was working at Naranek. It was, I think it was about the 3rd of January. We had a big swell. It was a busy day. Um, some swimmers got washed out of the flags. So we got on the loudspeaker and told them to come come back. And most of the people did, but one guy went out a little bit further to catch another wave. And uh, so he got caught in a rip. And uh, I was working with another guy. I sent him out on the rescue board to, to bring him back in. And then... Uh, I couldn't see the swimmer anymore, but the board paddler was heading out further and further, and my boss had just been passed. So I radioed him up. I said, yeah, this doesn't look good. I'm going to paddle out. You know, we never send two rescuers out for one patient. I said, I need you to come back and help us. Uh, it's big surface. It's challenging. So I paddled out as well. And uh, we got this guy about, was about you know, two or 300 metres out to sea, and uh, we were holding him on a board. He was in a bad way anyway. And then like a big set of waves, maybe a six-foot set of waves came. And uh, we were hanging on to him. We needed to hang on to him. And I said to my partner, Chris, I said, we got to hang on to this guy. We can't lose him. And uh, But this wave broke right on top of us and just absolutely flattened us. We both lost both our rescue boards all the way into the beach. I was able to keep my position, but Chris got washed halfway to the beach and we lost this this patient and uh, lucky when my boss came back he'd called for backup from a jet ski and uh, so then when this uh, patient uh, floated to the surface again I was able to grab him and uh, the jet ski arrived pretty pretty quickly and I was able to get him on the jet ski and get him into the beach and we could start CPR and uh, I feel we did everything we could to help this guy. The surf was really bad that day. This guy was going out past where he should and his cousin, his family was on the beach and his cousin was there and I remember his name was Robbie and I always remember his, his cousin was going, breathe, Robbie, please, breathe, come on, be all right. And we were doing everything we could to help him and we couldn't help him and so that really hurt. But his family thanked us and said, we know that you told him to come in and he chose to go out again and, and get another wave and, and that's what cost him. So um, you do hang on to all those, those mage incidents like that and it, it, you know, it's, you're not human if it doesn't affect you, but you look at them and you go, did I do everything we could? Um, you know, could I go, come back and change anything and make it better? So I think we did everything we could. The surf was dangerous, the guy chose to do that. So. Um, yeah, it's reality reality of the job. Mm. What about something on the lighter side? Something that's made you feel, you know, proud. Yeah. Um, just recently, the surf's been up. We've had a few incidents in the surf. Uh, a guy dislocated his shoulder. The other guy uh, the other day. Um, someone else we had to put on oxygen. He got dumped. But there was a um, a, a girl got dumped on the water's edge. I was, I was watching her. She was surfing with her boyfriend, and she got dumped and crawled in and then flopped onto the beach. And it just didn't look right. So I went down and I said, is everything all right? What's happening? And she was crying. She's like, ah, oh, my, my ribs, you know, I really hurt my ribs. And she's wearing a wetsuit, so I couldn't see, but I was like, okay, 
maybe a surfboard hit her in the ribs, she's got dislocated ribs or even punctured her lung or, or the ribs come out there, I couldn't see. And I said, is there anything else that's happening? She's like, oh yeah, like I did hit my head on the, on the sand as well. And I was like, right, don't worry about the ribs, let's treat this as a spinal, you know, you might have spinal damage. Um, I was quite happy leaving her on the water's edge, but then, and I knew the tide was going out, but then a wave washed over her face. So it's um, the only thing you can do, you don't want to move someone, is get your hand and boom, cover their mouth and nose so that they don't take on water. And I called for backup and I got an ambulance. I was just going to grab her by the shoulders and keep her head in the same position and drag her straight out. Um, it was good I had a towel nearby and I had some warm water that I could put on to keep her warm. And the ambulance took her away and... And normally we don't hear what happens when someone goes in an ambulance. Mm. We go back to work. We don't wow. time out and go have a shower. We're straight back to watching the other people in the water. Um, but she came back a week later. She'd been in hospital for four days and she had a broken C3. So she oh had a neck brace on and she Goodness. lost the feeling down the left side of her body. So she was on crutches. And, and it was nice. She brought us some, some chocolates to say thank you. So uh, it's touching to hear that I don't have x-ray vision. I didn't know that, you know, what was wrong with her, but I just gave her the best treatment that I could and, and I'm glad that I was able to give her that treatment and hopefully she'll recover from that. Yeah. And we got some chocolates. Your love language. Exactly. How, you know? yeah. How about you, Seville? Anything? Uh, probably the most negative thing has been um, one of my crew members committed suicide. Mm. Um, didn't see it coming. Uh, we chat every day. He, you know, he, I could tell you everything about him. He had a sparkle in his eye. He was a very good firefighter, um, well respected. And um, it just, I remember getting the phone call and um, yeah, I think about him every shift, every single shift. Um, not sometimes it's a good way, sometimes it's a bad way, um, just because, uh, you know, he's not there. Um, and, and you didn't see it. You and didn't just see didn't, I just didn't see it coming. You know, you just, you had, I had absolutely no idea that that was something he was thinking about doing. Um, and you rehash it and you think about what, what could I have done differently and how did I miss it and, and all that sort of stuff. So and that's what hurt you as well, isn't it? Yeah. They're like, oh, man, we're friends. Well, exactly. Talk to us about it. Yeah, why didn't he talk to me? Why didn't... Like, I'm here to help people and I miss that. Like, mm. and it, so it's... Um, yeah, that's really, really hard. Um, but um, it's sort of... It's just... It's I just at the end of that I've I've made peace with myself from the point of view of I, there was nothing I could have done and I know that there was scenarios in his personal life that were mm. leading up to it that probably was the impact more than anything else, um, and there was choices that he made that maybe necessarily mm. impacted it as well. Um, but I just hope that it never happens again. Mm. Um, so, but. Um, yeah, but if the positive aspect, um, we one of the things that imp has impacted me is just mm. the attitude the community has. They're mm. just people wave at fire trucks. Mm. There's not many jobs where people do that. Um, you know, to to put a smile on someone's face just simply because you're doing your job mm. is unbelievable. Um, it still really touches me whether it's, you know, even adults are waving and, you know, and you can't help but give an enthusiastic yeah. wave back. I'm a waver, you <laughs> yeah, everyone, yeah, it's just... And when they would go in to, to do um, community education classes in, in 
cast rooms and everything with little kids sitting there, these guys would look like absolute gods. Mm -hmm. The kids would look up like that, like, you're the hero that's going to save me. And that's why they do it, so that if there's a fire and they see someone in all this scary mask and outfit, go to these people, they're going to save you. But they'd be looking up at her saying, oh. He doesn't want to be a fire in there, little kid, right? Oh, and they do. They all come up to you and say, I want to be a fire. And you're like, good on Mm -hmm. you. It's the best job. You know, you should. Mm. And... And um, and they give you hugs and you you know you want to hug them back and it's it's just very very rewarding. Uh, rewarding and fulfilling from that point of view of and that great satisfaction of just being able to help these people and these kids and, and kids particularly you know and especially like even when we get to help with special needs kids and you're mm. just like just because you're there has made their day mm. and you're just like oh you know so yeah it's really 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 good from that point of view so yeah wow. well I think we can. You know, say from for for everyone that's probably listening, thank you so much. I mean, all the all the appreciation that you do get is is well well deserved. Oh, thank um, thanks so much for coming in, thanks. sharing your stories, getting it, mm-hmm. get allowing uh, us to get a bit real, and 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 uh, we've just I, I know personally I've learnt so much, and I'm sure that for anyone that's interested in in really pursuing a, um, an emergency. Um, services um, first responder career um, this is going to be tremendously helpful for them oh, really uh, for really shedding light on all that it entails and so yeah thanks so much for coming on in yeah for me I mean it's uh, it's a great example of a, a pair um, yeah. working together really well yeah. and um, you know it's, it's great to see and it's uh, definitely inspiring for me, particularly from a career perspective as well, whether it be in your industry or anywhere else, um, Mm. is do I love what I do? You know, just Mm. getting back to that simplicity of loving what I do, um, having a sense of significance in what you're doing and a sense of pride in what you're doing. I think you don't have to be a superhero to do any of Mm. these jobs. You've got to learn how to do all the things you need to do but mm. it's achievable for anyone and you have an interest obviously follow your passion and work to your strengths mm. but uh we're just normal people doing a job that we've been trained for some of the things we do are higher than what's expected of just normal members of the public but for yeah. us it's just common uh, run into a burning building if required go into six foot surf and save someone but this is well within our scope of the training and it's we're comfortable doing it and mm. And we love it. Um, we uh, obviously we're married. We got wedding rings, but when we go to work, we can't wear our. Well, I don't like wearing mine in case I lose it in the water, and uh, she didn't want hers to heat up in the fire. So we've got um, silicon grade rings. Yeah, and they're engraved, right. and they say, um, "Love you, be safe, have fun." Yeah. And each day when we go to work, um, we say that to each other just to remind ourselves the job we're doing and that we love each other. Yeah. That's um, a beautiful way to better end. Better for way to end. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Changing Lives, brought to you by Australian Paramedical College. If you're enjoying our podcast, please consider rating it, leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to stay tuned for all future episodes. Did you know we're also on YouTube? Search for Changing Lives Podcast and you can watch our episodes in HD video, see the studio and put a face to a name. Speaking of studios, this podcast was filmed, recorded and produced by Make Media Studios. 
special thanks to our audio visual engineer and editor, Jose Biotto. And as always, it has been great to be with you. Until next time, don't stop changing lives. <laughs>